do, do, do. That was lovely, and I'm going to keep that in, by the way. <laughs> I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> how are you? I know how you are. You're not very well today. No, no it's a sad day for Stephanie. It is. What happened? Um, Angela Lansbury died this morning in California at the age of 96, and I am incredibly grateful that I got the chance to meet her, and I celebrate her fantastic life. Um, it was very well lived. Indeed, indeed. So we're going to take, we've, we've kind of taken a pause before we started recording so that Stephanie could collect herself. So, But we were just talking, I mean, and we've done a, we've done a couple of different shows on some 80s stuff, but we were just talking before we walked into the studio that we're, we're at that point where a lot of artists um who i think we thought were old when we were younger yes. now actually <laughs> are old um as are we and right and that's really the shock that, that really is the part that, that kind of gored me just a little bit right. but you know we're at that point one of the first ones that i said was you know the remaining cast members of mash mm-hmm. um you know they're not exactly young pups and no. you know we still have loretta swit and we still have mike farrell and we still have alan alda and jamie farr and jamie farr and, and i think gary burgoff yeah, that's right. And I think I told you I had the opportunity. I, I got to see Loretta Swit and mm-hmm. Mike Farrell and Jamie Farr all mm-hmm. at different plays over the last several years. So that was kind of neat. I told you I got to have a conversation with Mike Farrell, didn't I? I don't think so. No. Yeah, it was at a... He's very um, active in some political things, and I was there, and we had a conversation, but I had to go back and talk to him. Like, I had to go through the line again, because the first time I saw him, I, I just froze, like... That's great. Good chair. <laughs> it <laughs> it made a great impression. And then I went back here and I was like, hey, um, I'm really sorry about that. And yes. he's like, it's okay. Same, same way I was first time in court, Mr. L. <laughs> 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 so we have a special guest. Very excited. I am as well. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, greetings and salutations, everybody. Uh, my name is Seth. I have the privilege of being... Very close neighbors with Steve. Um, privilege is a word I use lightly in this scenario. That's fair. <laughs> but in, in all reality, no, it's been a wonderful experience. We've been neighbors for several years now and watched each other's families grow up, and it's, it's been wonderful. It has been, and I just want to point out, Seth came to the nuisance. He moved in second. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so he can't complain about me because, well, I was already a problem for the rest right. of the neighborhood. Did you not do your due diligence, <laughs> Seth? Did you not do an investigation? Did you, did you want to sue your real estate agent? <laughs> yeah, basically, they, uh, anytime they showed us the house, it was at some very odd hours when most of the neighborhood was not around. We didn't pick up on it at the time, but now that uh, becomes a little more apparent as to why that happened. And now they say, sucker! That's right. That's right. You're here. We got you. We got you. Um, funny story. First time that I meet Seth and, and his wife and their lovely son, um, their very young son decides he has to go to the bathroom. So he just drops trowel right in the front yard, starts peeing while we're all talking. That was great. It makes me laugh. I can't wait till his wedding rehearsal dinner so that I can share that story with everyone. Well, and, and not to forget, too, that uh, very shortly after that, you were introduced to our dog, who then proceeded to pee on your foot as you met our dog as uh, well. So. My dog's peed on my foot before. It's fine. It's fine. So, so like, this is the meeting... It's kind of like the backstory of Garen Town. I don't really know what's going on here. There's a lot of water sports oh, in this episode, kids. Indeed. But, indeed. Uh, Stories from Peeville. 
So, I, I do not get that reference, so I don't know. I don't either. Okay. Give, you have to explain the reference. I, I just made it up on the spot. Oh, excellent. Okay, okay. I get the reference now. Okay, so, so I just throwing out maybe new names for the podcast. Oh. Stories from Peeville. Oh, okay. Oh, Peeville. That's what I thought, too. Peeville. Got it. So, I do want to take a, a moment here to address your beverage of choice. Oh, God, yeah. Which is making me gag. Would you like to expand on that? <laughs> the I, gagging or the or the beverage? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm enjoying a, uh, a, a very uh, popular macro brew here from the St. Louis area that's mixed with a tomato-based Clamato mixture. Oh, and it's, it's quite delightful. It keeps the, uh, the throat moistened, for those of you that enjoy that <laughs> okay. word. Clamato and moist. We're already off to a bad start. <laughs> Right. I mean, it's no basement flooding references, but uh, it is what it is. Oh, yeah, that was me. Yes, that was you. She workshops this stuff to death before she ever starts. That's her level of commitment to this podcast. <laughs> At least five minutes before every episode, she preps. Mm-hmm. Usually in my car. On the way here. To myself. <laughs> where I think, is that too much? Nah, I'm saying it anyway. Fuck it. Let's find out. <laughs> That's where the best work is done. Exactly. Last minute on the way to the exactly. show. Exactly. Who said that? If it weren't for the last minute, I'd get nothing done. Uh, that me. really applies to me. <laughs> so, well, great. How was uh, how was your week? It was good. Um, we are delighted with the lads' progress at an unnamed university. Excellent. And Should be very proud of him. He's doing great. He's doing great. I had to, I had to chuckle when I was editing the last episode. And I had said, and yes, it's because he's done with us. He has moved on and in a hurry. Kind of like a a sun-shaped hole is in the wall of your house as he went to college. He was like, and peace out, people. (laughs) Maybe I'll see you at Christmas. But he's doing very well. And tomorrow I leave to go to Chicago to see Harry Styles in concert with... The girl child. Oh, very good. It's her birthday, isn't it? It is her birthday. Excellent. Excellent. And she shares the same birthday as Angela Lansbury. <laughs> so so it's, a, it's been a day of highs and lows. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Oh. Seth, what did you do the last couple of weeks? Other than you, you, you were able to get your way onto the show. We know what a tremendous honor that is. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's been probably ninety percent of my time was politicking, trying to get this uh, spot secure. Uh, no, it just uh, it's been a variety of different activities, running around, taking my child to soccer games and other various activities Excellent. that he participates good. in. And good, good. Spending a little time with friends here and there, and we did happen to go down to uh, Hillsdale to establishment down there and watch a little one man band perform, and that was quite enjoyable. Oh, very good. How are the braces? So. Uh, in reference oh, to realize Stephanie's the boy there, uh, my son just recently got braces put on, and that's been an experience for him. Uh, they had to do a palatal expander, which uh, widens his top teeth. Yep. He's having a little trouble speaking I, with I, that. I had that. Our other friend's son, who works in this building, had that done, too. That was unpleasant. Yeah. That sounded unpleasant. Oh, yeah. yeah I caught no. you with a key every day. Right? Right? Well, she's the one who had to do it. Who's, who's got it in your house? You or your wife? My wife is, has that duty. And, oh. and actually, we were fortunate to only have to have done it for seven days. Oh, But okay. the fear still remains that it was being tightened the wrong direction, i.e. loosened. Oh, God. So oh, we yeah. don't know if his palate is expanding or contracting, so we're hopeful we'll get some good news at the next episode. Oh, excellent. It's weird because his mouth is like a foot wide now, so I think it's, I think it's okay. I think you did it right. You'll know because all of a sudden his two front teeth will be like 
three inches apart from each other. That's what happened to me. I think it's a McDonald's straw and like stick it in there and there was no resistance. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. So what are we talking about this week? I know. Wait, you didn't say how your week was. It was fine. Thanks. Moving on. Okay. Well, I guess we're done with that topic. Yes, we are. We are. What are we talking about this week, Seth? It was your idea. Yeah. We're very excited. Well, it, was, it came to me that maybe we could discuss some type of historical event that we may or may not have participated in and may or may not have been willing participants and knowing at the time what the event actually meant from a historical standpoint. I think that is an excellent thing to Very give a too. nod to. So, you know, what did you call it? Like your Forrest Gump moment? Yeah, Forrest Gump moments. Now, obviously, you know, I have not uh, prepped and, and heard Steve or Stephanie's historical moments, so I, I can't say for sure, but I doubt there's any, you know, dropping our pants in front of the president type moments here but no but these were impactful at some point in the universe that we live in and and in our lifetime so it'll be interesting to see what uh, what little experiences we've had along the way well typically i don't like to write down what i'm going to say ahead of time i like to be as surprised as everyone else with what comes (laughs) shooting out of my mouth It's always an adventure. Knowing Stephanie is always so well prepared, and she is, from all the past episodes, we've learned that Stephanie is an expert of many things. She is not. Steve is not an expert. Stephanie just has an opinion, whether it's based in fact or anything else. And I largely manufacture everything that I come up with as well. So you might notice that Stephanie is now at the point taking notes. We're nine minutes in, so she's now jotting down a few thoughts for today's podcast. Who wants to kick us off? I, I think said we let the guests go. I think so too, Seth. What's your first one? My first one is not very notable, but with way to way to undersell yourself. Yeah, well, you know, I, I try to. I like to lead in a lot on these things Come and then drop the bomb with, with a very boring story. That's awesome. my that's my story. So feel free to cut in as I elaborate on. Oh, these you've things. listened to us before. We like to we're happy interrupting one another. <laughs> So the, the first one is, is relevant as to what's been happening locally in the Midwest, as well as something that's taking place worldwide later this year. Uh, that was in 1996. I was on a flight back from London, and on that plane were several referees for the World Cup, mm-hmm. which was being hosted yeah. in the United States in 1994. Oh, okay. I don't know if I said 96. You said it was, 96. It was, it was 94. Okay. okay. And I remember it distinctly because that was my birthday. I was on the plane flying back from London on my birthday with the referees Was from it the Angela World Cup. Lansbury's birthday, too? We try uh, to keep things topical here. <laughs> yeah. Stephanie tries to keep the, the topic onto her. That's really what we try and do. She's like Tinkerbell. If we don't do that, she starts to die. Right. If I don't get enough attention, I die. <laughs> <laughs> so you, how did you find out that they were referees for the World Cup? Because that's a pretty big gig. Mm-hmm. They uh, they have no shortage of swag that they put out. Oh, so okay. All of these gentlemen at the time had on suits with big logos on their blazers saying oh who they were and where they were going, and their luggage was all emblazoned with World Cup 1994. That's awesome. That's hysterical. That is awesome. So, that's excellent. That's excellent. Stephanie, you want to go next? I don't have any. Oh, okay. You know what? I've got a couple that might spur some memories for you. Okay. So, I, I remember in 1991, I was working the graveyard shift at a telecommunications company, 
and I'd always keep the news on because what was happening in the world was relevant. And in 91, I saw this video that was captured by somebody's video camera. And it was the police beating of a, of a young Rodney King. And, you know, not knowing what was coming a year later... Uh, is is fascinating when you kind of look at how it played out a year later in 1992 were the riots um, resulting from the not guilty and I think there was a mistrial as well. Mm -hmm. And what was what's historical about that is is several different things. For one, over a billion dollars of damage was done to that area of Los Angeles. There were a 50 deaths as a result of that. I had no idea that many people died till I was looking back at it. I didn't realize it was that many people either. Right. But what was really unique is, is, is that it had led to changes in police hiring, focuses on uh, departmental and community relationships, and where funding went. Um, when Rodney King died just a few years ago, mm -hmm. Charlie Beck, who was the chief of police of Los Angeles at the time, had given a, a significant nod to Rodney King and his contribution through being a victim, his contribution to change and in, in the betterment of the police department. So, and that wasn't just Los Angeles Police Department that improved as a result of that. There were several departments that took a deep look inside. So, from a historical perspective, that was one of the ones that I thought was most interesting. A year after seeing something, then you realize, oh my gosh, there was really a historical impact here. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't realize that you had seen that, like, unfold, sort of. Right, right. When it first happened. Yeah, yeah. So, no, so that was it. What else you got? Well, I'm just, I'm laughing at the fact that, uh, and it's, it's somewhat of an inopportune time to, or inappropriate time to laugh based on Steve's story, but how well <laughs> well, prepared, I was done. <laughs> how well prepared he was for somebody that says he does not prepare. Yeah. <laughs> that was very well done. He intuited that I was going to be uh, dead weight today. <laughs> we, you know, we, we, Stephanie and I share a brain. Mm -hmm. And when I'm on, I know that, oh, shoot, I've got it. So I need to kind of do my part to carry her. So normally it's her carrying the episode. <laughs> so what else do you have? Well, the, the next one I have on my list, and, and you'll find that most of my events took place much earlier in my life. Because let's be honest, as we get older and have kids, nothing oh, ever happens. Right. Or we can't well, remember anyway. Well, that, and well, because we're also allowed to drink, so we tend to forget things. But the other thing, you're right, we're so busy with day-to-day, -day, we miss the nuance of each day sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, all right, go ahead. So, on flashing back into history... Two years after I was on the World Cup referee flight, I was at a baseball game with the Kansas City Royals and Baltimore Orioles, and I was not aware at the time that that game was the game in which Cal Ripken Jr. broke the record for the all-time consecutive games played for all leagues across the world. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That is awesome. So he had actually broken the, the Major League Baseball record held by Lou Gehrig a couple years prior. Mm -hmm. But on my birthday in 1996, he broke um, a gentleman from Japan's record of 2,215 consecutive games played. Holy cow. And the Royals did win that day as oh, well. So excellent. So spoiled that for Cal. But, so <laughs> <laughs> but hey, he was there. Yeah, and, and actually the gentleman from Japan was at the game as well. I remember they stopped the game and... And, you know, made a reference to it. I believe they had, like, a plaque that they presented. Oh, that's that. awesome. That's that really is nice awesome. Yeah. That, that they is, did that. I like that. So, well, Unfortunately, that record does not get broadcast 
broadly, uh, we always hear about the Major League Baseball record. Right. But, he, but the fact that he has the world record also. Oh, yeah. No, and I don't think I knew that. I didn't I, know that at yeah. all. So I also didn't know that you drank Bud Light with chlamydia, but whatever. Right. So It's vitamins and alcohol. Although it's like a Bloody Mary, but just sparkly. Oh, but no, it has clam in it, and it just sounds so gross. It's like a Bloody Mary, but sparkly. <laughs> Which is so funny, because I actually don't like Bloody Marys, but I I'll love drink Bloody these Mar- things like they're coming out of a sieve. No, I, I, I love Bloody Marys, but I'm, i got to pass on that. I'm out for all of those things. So, I, so th- this I was not a part of. We were peripherally a part of it, both Stephanie and I were, and we talked about it the last time, but it leads into my next one. That was the Shuttle Challenger disaster in mm. 1986. Several schools were broadcasting it. Ours wasn't. But I, I remember, and I, and I recall Stephanie was too, just a huge, huge fan of NASA. Mm-hmm. Fascinated by space and exploration. And what had happened is as things had gotten so routine that they weren't really doing the big, huge broadcasts of shuttle liftoffs anymore. Well, fast forward not quite 20 years, and February 1st of 2003, the Space Shuttle Columbia was coming in for a landing, mm-hmm. and I it was a Saturday, and I thought, oh, hey, you know what? I know CNN's got a thing going on. I'm going to get up. I want to watch that. It was at 8 o'clock in the morning, and let's just say that that ended poorly. It ended real poorly. And, you know, the really unfortunate part is it was such a successful mission. It had launched on January 16th of 2003, and, and, and that shuttle was doomed at takeoff that some ice had formed and it had broken off and this had been a concern of nasa for a long time and actually there were a couple of other missions where they had footage of ice breaking off those re-entry shields and um the what had happened is is that same thing had occurred nobody seemed to have caught it there is some supposition that they might have been able to do a repair or something else but that, that poor shuttle was doomed from takeoff, and these folks had no idea, and it just disintegrated on reentry over Texas. Because that's the tiles had broken off. Is that right? Well, I think that's right. That uh, some ice had formed, and during launch, mm-hmm. it breaks off. It hits those shields. Mm-hmm. I think it was on one of the wings. Okay. So there isn't a good place on the shuttle to lose one of those heat tiles, but yeah. I would think a wing would be the absolute worst. Right. It seems like that would be one of the structurally weak points. Of, right. But I'm not an engineer. Right. Which actually reminds me, and I don't know if we talked about it on here or if I read it. All the things that I'm not? No. no. <laughs> World War II, you, you talked about structurally uh, significant. During World War II, and I can't remember who it was, but the story was what was so unique to me. The, the military had hired an engineer to uh, retrofit airplanes with, to reinforce areas to protect the airplane. And as airplanes were coming back, they wanted him to reinforce the areas where holes were because these airplanes were being shot at. And he said, no, let's reinforce where the holes aren't because that's clearly the airplane being shot down. Those aren't coming back. I thought, what a unique way of looking at things. Seriously. So, but at any rate, that was my story on the, the Columbia return and how sad that was and, and how disappointing because I think there was at least another three or four year delay in shuttle missions from that point. And it just sets that program back and it gives it a bad name. And um, needless to say, I'm, I'm really happy for the successes that NASA's had recently. We watched them shoot the... 
what is it they shot into an asteroid a rocket or something oh yeah i saw that i saw the replay of it i didn't see it real time the yeah they're launching something into an asteroid to see if we could ever knock it off a course or something This one was one not headed to us. I'm confident what we did is knocked it right into us. <laughs> I, I think you both were tired and late night Armageddon was on TV. And we just I love that movie. Somehow Bruce Willis was involved in this whole asteroid. Oh, Steve Buscemi and his teeth. <laughs> and we never want to pay taxes. Ever, ever. That's not a bad deal there. There ought to be a national lottery where that's the prize. No kidding. I'll I'll give a buck a week for that. (laughs) For sure. So, all right. What else you got? Um, So, changing from sports to entertainment. Oh, I love entertainment. Some Mm -hmm. people like to blur those lines, but for me, I keep them separate. I think that's nice. Um, Avoid that sort of cross-contamination thing. (laughs) So... A little later in the summer of 1996, I attended a concert. Uh, it was a KISS concert. KISS had reunited. Uh, all the original members were together, and they were in full costume doing the whole show that they got famous for. And one of my favorite bands at the time was opening for them, uh, a little band by the name of Alice in Chains. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Alice in Chains, was, was, they were actually quite popular at the time. I believe they were on their third or fourth studio albums. And were very popular, so it was unique that they were opening for right. this. Um, but what we did not know at the time, and what I did not find out uh, until decades later, is that that was actually the last concert that Lane Staley, the lead singer for Alice in Chains, performed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so wow. that was the last time Alice in Chains was together on stage performing a concert. I'll be darned. I had to witness it. So, I'll be darned. It was quite, a, quite an entertaining show at the time, and then a weird flashback to history when I, when I learned that. Oh, on. no doubt. No doubt. I, uh, I have a dear friend of mine. I call him Marijuana Brian. Um, he, uh, he was in the Air Force during the first Gulf War, and he then got stationed in Germany. And he was in Germany when the wall fell. And he got to go see Pink Floyd play the wall at the wall. Oh, wow. oh my God. And he got a chunk of the Berlin Wall. That's amazing. And that you want to talk about just an amazing piece of history there. So uh, uh, not anything that I witnessed, but I just thought that was a really cool story. What a great thing to be able to tell your kids and your grandkids. So, and have, be like, this is it. This is it right, right. here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And understand the significance of that. So I just had a couple of other things. They're kind of smaller things. Um, you know, obviously, anybody who follows politics, who follows uh, presidential elections, 2008, of course, was a unique election because we we saw a wide array of candidates um, on both sides. We saw it narrowed down to John McCain and to Barack Obama. And you think, wow, you know, this could be a really historic moment of the, the first African-American president being elected. And then, of course, we got to election night, and that is what happened. And, you know, obviously, we hope to get to a point in our maturity as a country that that isn't a big deal anymore. That, you know, whether it's a, an African-American, an Asian, a white person, a a woman, it shouldn't matter, but it was really neat to be a part of that historically and see see the enthusiasm and the engagement of the electorate over that. Um, And then uh, one of the other things that was interesting to observe as it was happening was the 2008 recession turning into the 2009 burst of the housing bubble. And just the absolute calamity and this notion of too big to fail 
and and bailing out banks and and there were there were a couple of they weren't really bailouts they were loans um i think aig which is a reinsurer had lost almost a hundred billion dollars and at one point the federal government owned i think 80 percent of aig but in in all told it was just about an 800 billion dollar package uh rescue package for banks and mortgage companies and whether or not it ended up being a good thing or not is kind of hard to tell you know i think there was a some analysis done at the time that said that you could take that money and give a hundred thousand dollars to every taxpayer and I, I was really kind of on board with that program. Go on. <laughs> I do remember those conversations. Yes, I'm listening. Go on. <laughs> but, you know, really, good or bad, I mean, it is a part of our history. And whether or not it was reactionary, whether or not we could have waited to see if, if these banks really were too big to fail, not absolutely sure anybody really learned valuable lessons during that time. But I have a feeling we may find out soon. Right. So... All right, what else do you have? Well, just actually a, a, a point on your last point there. My wife was working at a, as a real estate appraiser at the time. Oh, okay. So that had a direct oh, yeah. impact on oh, us. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. How was yeah. that for you? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was not that good. was fun. <laughs> we were in Las Vegas at the time, and Clark County, Nevada had, I think, five of the top ten zip codes that had the most foreclosures in the country. Oh, wow. And it was wild. To see all the vacant houses. Oh, yeah. And houses that had, you know, people had bought for $600,000 that they could then sell for $200,000. Right. I and mean, it was crazy. Well, I'll tell you, if I'd have had my financial shit together, I say it like I do now. I right. don't, let me be clear. Had I had it together then, my God, the property you could have bought. I mean, a half million dollar house 12 years ago going for hundred and hundred and fifty thousand, whatever the bank could get for it. Mm-hmm. And you think, okay, well, no wonder you're failing. You're kind of bad at this. Right. <laughs> Maybe hold out for a little bit more. <laughs> so, <laughs> But yeah, in our neighborhood alone, there were a ton of foreclosures. And my house that I had bought just two and a half years before that lost about fifty dollars or $60,000 in value, which actually ended up working out well for me a year or so later. And I refinanced it and it's now recovered and it'll lose fifty or 60000 again, I think. Sure. But whatever. So... All right. Did you have anything else? I did. A few yes, different things go, we absolutely. could throw in here. Yes. Little, little history grenades we can toss <laughs> if we need to. Um, back to the sports theme. As you can see, uh, there's, there's two main themes in my life. Yep. Well, three if we count the beer, which we've already discussed. <laughs> First of all, to call that beer is kind of insulting <laughs> to beer. I'm just going to say. Point taken. Understood. No, uh, uh, in, back in 1996... Uh, those Midwest sports fans may remember there was a combination of sports leagues, and the Big 12 was formed oh, that's from right. the Big 8, which right. was a legacy league. And we had a few teams to that league, and uh, football being... A few teams of, left from what former conference? Was that the Southwest? It is a Southwest conference. <laughs> I didn't know there was going to be trivia today, but I'm glad I was prepared. I just like to show off my girl bona fides when it comes to sports. <laughs> There was a quiz and Seth passed. We're delighted. <laughs> and coincidentally, this was also later that same summer as the Cal Ripken game, okay. the Alice Chains concert. Um, I was at the very first ever Big 12 football game. Oh, wow. Which was a contest between Kansas State University 
and Texas Tech. Oh, very good. Who won that game? Kansas State did, 21 to 14. Good for that. (laughs) I figured you already knew that. We were just testing them. So, very good. And? Oh, we're just throwing it back at me here. Okay, fine. I mean, the the only other one that I have is is one that we all experienced. If you followed the news at all at the end of 2019, first part of 20, you started hearing about this odd virus that was happening in China and, and how it seemed to be spreading. And then... All of a sudden, you wake up one day and you're not allowed to leave the house. Okay. So Steve that was, was actually patient 17. The, I think I may have been patient zero here. And for all those who I infected during the free breakfast that I insisted on going out to, I'm sorry. Just, sorry. just saying, I'm sorry. Didn't know. But, um, but that, you know, when you think about it and you look back on it, I mean, what an unbelievable, unique time in our history. I have pictures of empty shelves at Target. Mm-hmm. And, and for months and months and months, you couldn't buy basic spices. I couldn't find yeast. And I'm like, none of you are at home baking <laughs> bread. I'm Stop trying to. Lying. I, exactly. I'm trying to make a pizza. You people rush out and buy Pelotons <laughs> and you buy bread makers and you're not using any of those things. <laughs> Yeah, I always thought that, you know, if I had unlimited time, I could finally get my house together. And That has not happened. That turned out to be a lie. <laughs> oh, I've been trying to get my life together for many, many years now. <laughs> At some point, I'm just going to give up. At this point, I think this is as together as it gets. <laughs> hey, and this might be our third episode in a row that's timely delivered. I don't know. That's so exciting. I know. We'll find out. So, no, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at my list of things here, and I'm like, well, these were kind of fun, interesting oh, moments yeah. in my life, and Steve's bringing out space shuttle disasters, <laughs> COVID-19, <laughs> first black president. And I'm, know, over but... with, I'm over here with my next one. Well, in 1998, I saw Britney Spears perform in a small venue before she had her first single release. <laughs> yeah, but all I think all of those things, though, I yeah. mean, what neat things to be a part of. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I, I mean, obviously... Um, History happens in all sorts of different areas, and yeah, I mean, her career blew up. Was she was she on the Mickey Mouse Club? Yeah, her, Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake, Ryan was. Gosling. Okay, okay. So yeah, we, you know, was she one who appeared in in malls and such before no. she hit it big? Those were the ones already. Tiffany, Debbie Gibson. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, she appeared at the manager's conference I was at. Oh, okay. Excellent. <laughs> that was exciting for her, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. Yes, I'm sure it was. Well, that's those are, though, pretty cool, though. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, and, you know, then Stephanie and I really wasn't watching something that we didn't know was going to be historical. We were watching something that was just so unbelievably stupid to watch it unfold. That would be a white Bronco traveling down the interstate in California. So... Dumb. <laughs> I mean, seriously, are you going over 30? Right. It's, it's that whole thing. This is my, like, I don't know if it's a Forrest Gump moment, but I know I was standing in my bedroom, and I was getting ready to go to work, and I was curling my hair, and I heard on the TV they said something about O.J. Simpson's ex-wife had been murdered, and I stopped, and I thought, I wonder if he had anything to do with that. No, he didn't. He was... <laughs> He was found not guilty. But he will tell you how he would have exactly. done it. Exactly. Or he had been involved. It's the worst ever confession set in the conditional mood. Oh. What else you got? 
you know, really, that's that's kind of the gist of it. I, there was one last little note I threw on here which, to try to tie it all back in with the whole Forrest Gump right, theme. Right, right. Um, back in 2006, I was really getting into my Apple, um, I guess it was an iPod at the time. Oh, okay. And really, you know, enjoying the fact that I didn't have all my music available. And I was like, you know what? I think if they would get involved in phones that this could really take off. So I had some inheritance at the time, not a lot of money, but I bought, uh, you know, roughly $1,000 in stock in Apple. Oh, my gosh. At, at the time, back in 2006, which then, you know, I sold a year later because I wanted to, to marry my beautiful bride, oh, who I'm right. to to this day. It's a good investment. So we, we, we exchanged those uh, stocks in for some wedding <clears throat> time. Sure. And I, we made a pretty nice little profit at the time. Right. But I think going back now, and I'm not quite sure on the numbers here, but I, I think that same $1,000 investment would be worth over like $42,000 today. Okay. So that's not all the money in the world. I mean, that'd be fun and all, but it's not like it was going to be worth, you know, a million and a half dollars if you'd held on to it. No. You made a good investment. You guys spent it on your wedding. That was smart of you to think that they should get into phones, though. Right. I yeah, I usually think I should have gotten into somebody's stock long after it's exploded. But so I'd like to get into someone's inheritance. That seems real easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd like to, no investment. I'd like to return. worm my way into somebody's life and milk <laughs> them clean. That's funny. So, all right. What do you have? You've got to have something. I don't. I, I really don't. You know, we've watched some history unfold together. Yes. And Oklahoma City bombing being one. Mm -hmm. Which I still can't remember why you were off work that day. It was after a municipal election and I had been working on somebody's campaign. So I, the election was over. It was a spring election and, and I was done. And I thought, oh, well, before I start the next thing, I'm going to go ahead and take the day off. That's oh, why okay. I was off. Okay. Also, do you know what else we did that day? Mm -mm. We watched Beauty and the Beast. Well, did we really? Yes, we did, with Jerry Orbach and Angela Aww. Lansbury and a whole host of other people. It all comes back to Angela Lansbury. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I thought you were feeling too happy. I wanted to bring you back down. <laughs> sure. No, how could I be upset? What uh, a life well lived. Well, yeah, no kidding. No kidding. So, I just have to get through the initial. That's true. Ugh. Right. Right. Well, and, you know, as we talk about historical things, and TV obviously has played a big part in at least two of our lives here, Um those types of changes, I mean, they it really, I think, marks the passage of time and kind of causes you to pause for a little mm -hmm. bit. So I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, anybody who's listening to this that isn't 50-some years old probably thinks, what? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you will, kids. Trust me. Yeah, you will. So. Yeah, if you did not have a television with only three channels. Oh, my God, That yes. you had to get up and change. The yep. channel and the volume to listen to, a lot of these discussions mean nothing to you. Well, if yeah. you never had to turn your television to channel three to play video games, fuck you. Well, and then... <laughs> Don't forget to toggle on the little UHF adapter oh that, they, that they yeah. came with. Yeah, yeah. so um, I've, got, uh, I've got some good news, as my own boy child is calling me. He and his lovely bride and my granddaughter are moving back to the jurisdiction. And we're very, very excited. Oh, my gosh, yes, and it was funny. We were talking, and he's like... There's a there's a, an amusement park not too far away that we like to go to when they were kids. And he's like, oh, we can go there, but gosh, you know, we'll have to we'll have to find somebody to babysit Elaine. 
And I said, Boo, I, I really think the bigger problem is is trying not to piss off the other six people who wanted to babysit <laughs> Elaine when we pick one. Right. So um, I'm going to have you do that because I don't like it when people hate me. Because there's no fewer than six. What did we come up with? Five or six? Just off the top of our head. Oh, yeah. Not I, even digging into like Rolodexes. Oh, right. Just boom. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah. So, I'm excited about that. And uh, you, being a huge Harry Styles fan, are headed off to Chicago using your daughter as a, as a, <laughs> some sort of beard. <laughs> I'm really excited for her. She absolutely loves him. She has a fancy outfit picked out for it. We had to get accessories, accoutrement. And so, it'll be fun for her, and that's all that matters. I'm excited that we're able to do it. Oh, that is. No, that is great. That is great. So, um, Seth, what uh, what's on the summer sports activity in your home? Or, I'm sorry, fall sports activities in your home? Uh, we're just finishing up soccer here. we got one more game in the season, and then we very quickly transition to winter soccer, which oh. is played indoors. Do they play futsal? Uh, they do not play futsal. There are some kids that do play futsal, okay. but uh, but my son does not. Um, however, the way that they play indoor soccer these days is quite entertaining. It, it's basically a hockey rink with a artificial turf field, and they'll play the ball live off the walls. They'll bang into each other, oh, nice. each other off the walls. Oh yeah, and it's just nonstop mayhem, and it, it's actually. Uh, one of my most enjoyable forms of soccer to watch. Oh, excellent. Yeah, Lee and Katie used to play indoor soccer, and they would play it off the wall and everything. It was awesome. So I, I, the only reason I like soccer is is because the clock never stops, unless there's, like, brain on the field to play or something. <laughs> but it's uh, it, being a huge hockey fan, I, I just wanted to point out, you know, we talk about these historical things today, and um, somebody I know had a uh, set of season tickets to the Las Vegas Golden Knights, and 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 return them. Yeah. Yeah. Who was that? Because she she thought she needed that money right then. <laughs> well, your season tickets, my Apple stock, were in the same boat. So yes, that's true. Yeah. That's but I true. didn't make anything out of it. I still just get my money back that I was holding them with. Oh, this is worse. Every time I think about it, I get sick to my stomach. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. So, all right, what are we talking about next time? Oh, you know what? We were going to talk Talk about about nice. Elections and being nice. Yes. We'll do the elections one fast. We'll do the elections one next, but we're also talking about just being nice. Mm -hmm. And um, really, what made me think of that, and I, I uh, I think we've talked about this on bovine waste before. This notion of when I go, when I'm interested in an app and and I want to kind of get some idea, you know, hey, do people like it? Is it working really well? And you see these, hey, oh, it's really great. I like this feature. I like this feature. Oh, hey, I wish this were different. And then this is garbage. This is absolute garbage. This is crap. And you people shouldn't even be collecting money for this. And I'm like, hey, um, could we could we take it down uh, 10 or 11 notches? I mean, seriously, what the hell? Why is it so difficult to just simply provide some constructive feedback and move on? Or maybe just keep the mouth shut. Right. That's so, like people would complain, complain, complain about Facebook all the time. And I'd be like, well, ask for your money back. <laughs> it doesn't cost anything. Right. I'm sorry your news feed's out of whack and you're feeling some kind of way about it. Well, but shut the fuck up. I'm also sorry that you choose to use Facebook as your opportunity to bag on other people, to make uninformed statements about other people, to basically just spread your venom wherever mm-hmm. you want to. I also really like these people who like to hide behind fake profiles 
And just be who they really are. Or anonymous letters. Oh, this anonymous letters. That always means a lot to me. Yeah. So, um, so that's really what I was kind of talking about is, is, you know, maybe just kind of stepping back and saying, hey, you know, if, if I'm just nice, if I just take 24 hours and I decide, you know, we've talked about 24 hours without complaining, mm-hmm. but maybe 24 hours and looking for opportunities to spread a little kindness looking for opportunities to um, maybe try and make somebody's day or at least not destroy somebody's day. Right. Give you an example. I was at lunch today. Uh, getting ready to leave. I am in this parking lot that is an engineering marvel, by the way. Whoever you went to lunch without me? Whoever designed... Moving on. <laughs> whoever designed this thing really needs to be slapped. Oh. But at any rate, I got an RV backing up who clearly can't see me. And I'm like, well, I'd kind of like to get out of their way. I couldn't quite pull forward and turn right. So I'm like, all oh, back up. Crunch. Yeah, oh, no. backed into somebody's car. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, God. So so I was nice, and I wrote a note and said sorry and gave somebody else's name. No, right. I'm kidding. So right. I, I wrote a note, put my phone number on there, said, hey, I'm sorry. I said, I can't really tell if there's any damage, um, but please call me. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, then I'm, I'm in court, so I can't really answer the phone. Excuse me, judge, got to take this. Right. So I see a number pop up and I'm like, oh gosh, I bet that's the person. And then I have a voicemail. And the whole time I'm just thinking, gosh, you know, I hope it isn't somebody who's just going to scream at me. You know, yeah, you caused damage, you effing moron or whatever. So at any rate, I finally have the opportunity to check the message. And it's this perfectly lovely woman who is telling me, hey, I looked at it. I drove it for a while. I see no problems at all. Thank you so much for being honest. Oh, good. You know what power that has over somebody's day to just simply be nice. So I give a nod to her for one, mm-hmm. um, because this is clearly who she is as a person every day anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, so I really, that's my thing for this week, is, is, is just try and find an opportunity to be nice. And if you really can't, then how about just try an opportunity to not be rude? Yeah. Keep your mouth shut. There's a, there's a thing. So... If I may interject a, a funny little story Absolutely. along those lines. Absolutely. Um, my son, who we've referenced several times uh, in this episode, uh, started middle school this year. Oh, that's right. So the concept of being nice is is kind of gets washed out in middle school. Oh, okay. Right. That's kind of the the, it's the way it's laid up it's, in there. It's left for dead in high school. So. <laughs> <laughs> but we have always encouraged him to be humble, kind, you know, a generous soul. And he came home from school. It was probably the second or third week week of school. And he explained to us how he was at lunch, sitting with all his friends and noticed a table across the way. There was a a young lady sitting by herself. Mm -hmm. And so he gathered up his belongings and went over there and, and offered to sit at the table with her. And she very politely looked directly in his eyes and said, no, thank you. I have friends. Oh, wow. And sent him on his merry way. I can tell by you be sitting here by yourself. Clearly you do. Yeah. So Wow. Oh. So just working through those and, and oh my gosh. encouraging what to remain. What a kind thing for him to do. Yes. Right. That's and very nice of him to do that. And I don't know that that young lady has any friends. Well, I, I think she's fooling herself. Right. <laughs> Well, that might have been before she pulled out her Happy Meal toys from her bag, and that's where her friends were. Oh, yeah. Grimace and the hamburger and oh, the That'll life. do it. Oh, my God. Grimace. That'll what the hell it. is a grimace, anyway? I don't know. 
Oh, those adult Happy Meals are twelve dollars. Do you know that? Oh my gosh! What's the toy? That's that's the question. What is the adult toy? Vibrators. Stephanie? I'm leaving. I'm going to cut that out. McDildo. <laughs> What'd you say? McDildo. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> no, they. Have you actually seen them? They're like a big grimace with four eyes. Grimace doesn't have so four has eyes, been does he? Swimming in the Springfield power yes. plant lake. He's been with Blinky. <laughs> yes. I know. Yeah. Okay. Is it that really what it is? I'm like, yeah. But I. It was like the regular, like combination of those things: a Coke, a Big Mac, and uh, like fries is eight dollars and forty cents or whatever. And then you can pay twelve dollars to get a grown-up Happy Meal. And I'm like, no thanks. And what you just described sounds like I took a grimace, not that I got one out of the box. That's just gross. So, all right. Next episode. Oh, anybody want to weigh in on nice? Because, I, you know, Seth's story, that is just so annoying that this poor kid does what his parents tell him to do. Doesn't exactly get some positive reinforcement for it. So right. maybe we work on that. Maybe we work on that. My son is like the epitome of kind. He never has a bad word, mean thing to do, say anything like that. And we were at his campus the other day, and well, when we were down for Parents Weekend, and there was some trash sort of blowing around. And he unprompted went over and picked up the trash and threw it away. And I was so proud of him for doing that because. You know, it's just the nice, right thing to do. And, I mean, you don't get a medal for it, but right. it was the right thing to do. And that meant to me that he felt important, that it was important to him that his campus looked nice. Right. But the other thing, too, is it's the old saying of it's really how you act when you think no one's watching. Right. So, which is why I always make sure no one's actually watching. Right. Which so. is why I have an invisibility cloak. <laughs> oh, if only. <laughs> if only. God, the terrible things I would do with that. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. All right. Next time, elections. Yep. What in particular would you like to talk about? We could talk about election protection. Okay. Could we talk about conjunction junction? Perhaps. Or maybe lolly, 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 get your adverbs here. <laughs> oh, my God. That's going to be in my head the rest of the okay, night. you're welcome. <laughs> For some reason, the Sanford and Sons theme song was in my head I saw Jam Band play that at a, a bar in the town that I went to college and it was life affirming. Oh my gosh. All right. So what I would like to ask of our listener, because our other listener is here. Right. Mom, is, yes. you. All right, Sandra, this is what we need you to do. If you have a Forrest Gump moment in your life, we would love to hear about it and we would be happy to share it in our next episode. Just send your, uh, your, moment to stephanie at weekendmediagroup.com also if you have ideas for future episodes you can send them to her if you have suggestions for things that we could do to improve you can send that to her if you have really hateful things that you want to share i encourage you to send it to her <laughs> now, how did we get that far off of the topic of nice now you're encouraging hate <laughs> to be brought down upon your friends oh just, no no just to see me have an episode no because she matches energy i do match energy <laughs> I want to say thank you to our special guest. Yes, absolutely. A and devoted listener. We yes, appreciate all we, the feedback you've given us all along. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate the fact that we got called out for saying we're going to have an episode and then not having one. And yeah. it's actually encouraged us to improve our schedule.
scheduling a little bit. It has. So we do appreciate you, Seth, and we hope that you'll come back yeah. uh, for a future episode. And uh, also, do we have anything to give away? I don't think we do. Uh, I could print something with a 3D printer. Hey, print a coffee mug. <laughs> so I think we still have a couple of coffee mugs. Maybe print a grimace with only two eyes. Oh, there you go. That would be a that's more a, realistic grimace, and that's a really tough sentence to say. <laughs> that's a that's a copyright infringement. <laughs> we want a clean shop at Shake House. Oh, so, so is that possibly why this grimace has four eyes? They lost their own copyright and maybe. didn't want to infringe upon themselves. Maybe. Oh my gosh, so that, that is funny. That is funny. So, um, in any case, uh, I think we've got some coffee mugs still. I think we've got some stickers. Yeah. And please hit us up with uh, show ideas. And if you have one and you want to be a guest, let us know. And also, five stars on your platform of choice with a written positive review. Send that to Stephanie as well. And if you're in the continental United States, we'll send you a, a Nod Pod or Weekend Media Group coffee mug. How yep. about that? That's good. All right. Now, we have a, uh, I, I have to cross-promote here, we have a special guest on our next episode of Bovine Waste. Who is it? Um, well, you know, I'll tell you, I can read you the uh, four-star review that we got on Bovine Waste. So let me find that. So I was looking at our reviews for Bovine Waste and I saw we dropped to a 4.9. I'm like, ah, what happened? So here is the header. I want to hear more about Jeffrey. And let me read you the review. (laughs) I feel like you guys should have that Jeffrey kid on. He sounds like he would be really funny. And he also sounds like he's a really good looking single man. Only rating four stars because Jeffrey hasn't been on. We'll change to five stars once he's a guest on the show. So you want to hold us hostage to be a guest on the show? Give us four stars and threaten to move it up to five. We'll do it. We will. We will absolutely bring you on. So Nick and I are looking forward to having Jeffrey on um, our next show. Totally spontaneous. That's the only reason, you know, not, right. not because we were coerced in some way. No ulterior motives. <laughs> I think that's extortion. Oh, I think so too, but it's such an ugly word. So again, our special guest, we thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks to talk about elections and maybe some other ideas that you folks throw our way. We love you. Be safe and stay well.